0: Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show.
1: Ireland's classic hits.
0: Sinn Fein has won the largest number of seats in the Assembly election in what is a historic moment for the Nationalist Party. And the final results were declared shortly after one o'clock on Sunday, with all 90 MLAs now elected. Um, with the votes counted Sinn Féin finished with 27 overtaking the DUP who have 25 to become the largest party in Stormont now the Alliance Party finished with 17 which is really good by the way for the Alliance Party which goes to show you how disenfranchised people up north feel by the way when they've actually doubled their votes since 2017 Uh, so in other words a lot of people sitting on the fence I'm not going to go for the DUP I'm not going to go for Sinn Féin I'll go for the Alliance 62% 62 of people turned out eligible voters turned out which is down by the way on the last general election for the first time in history traditionally Irish Nationalist parties won more seats than traditional Unionist parties which just goes to show you how things have changed radically up the north and people feel completely disenfranchised about what's going on up there in other words they don't really know there's a kind of equilibrium of some description up there to be honest with you and it is difficult it's a difficult place to be Uh, and I don't mean that from a violence point of view or anything like that now under the power sharing model in Northern Ireland the executive must have representatives from both nationalist and unionist parties and the DP has said it will not take part in the government here we go again with Sinn Féin unless progress is made on the Northern Ireland Protocol we all know what protocol is that division down the sea anyway They said they're not going to form a government again. So we could be back to a situation that they had before where they had three years uh, with no executive. And they've only recently had no executive again, of course. Um, So, look, it's very difficult for the people of Northern Ireland when there's no executive because it means civil servants are basically running the show themselves, Um, which is really sad because no bills get passed, nothing happens. And it's a very difficult time. But the fact that Sinn Féin obviously has the majority does lead people to talk and the conversation, of course, has been around um, a united Ireland because, of course, Sinn Féin have been looking for a united Ireland for years. Now, I said it would never happen in my lifetime, but I'm starting to rethink that it might actually happen. When I say might happen, it might be put to the people. And of course, unionists and loyalists who, for historical reasons, were mostly Ulster Protestants, wanted Northern Ireland to remain within the United Kingdom. Irish nationalists and Republicans, who were mostly Irish Catholics, wanted Northern Ireland to leave the United Kingdom. And never the two should uh, should meet. I mean, realistically, in a, I remember the Belfast Telegraph had a poll going back a few years ago asking how you would vote for United Ireland. And it was split down the middle. It was like 51-49 or whatever it was. It was more or less split down the middle. Half of the people of Northern Ireland. Actually, the, there's actually three sections now. I was even talking about this last night. There's You've got a, a large percentage of people who consider themselves to be British. You've got a large percentage of people who consider themselves to be Irish and you've now got a large percentage because you're a new generation of people who consider themselves to be Northern Irish, a separate entity altogether, a separate country. So you have three options now, really, not just the two anymore. But how would you vote if there was a united Ireland? Now, you've got to think about this, OK? Don't just go, oh, yeah, we want our six counties back. It's not as easy as that. I mean, you know, the consensus is, yeah, everybody thinks that's a nice, uh, ideal thing. But, realistically, you know, have we got the money? According to the UK Office of National Statistics, by the way, uh, 9.4 or 10 billion euro, 9.4 billion pounds sterling, or 10.10 billion. Anywhere between 10 and 16 billion is the number that has been quoted, is spent to keep Northern Ireland afloat by the United Kingdom government. Do we have that kind of money? They have A low rate of unemployment, that's only because they don't register people as unemployed, because a lot of people are on disability. So they have the lowest workforce, I think, within the the United Kingdom. Um, So in other words, a lot of people are on welfare payments. Um, The people who are working, the majority of those, work for the UK government. So how are they going to fare off if there was a united Ireland? Will all those people end up having to work for the Irish government? The Irish government probably don't need that many people working for them. So what are they all going to do? There's loads of things to think about, by the way. What about sterling? Do we take on punt? Do we change our currency? We can't do that. We're part of the European Union. So then they have to, the people of Northern Ireland, will have to start using Euro. They might not be happy about that. What about the taxes? Income taxes, VAT rates will all have to be changed, which means people of Northern Ireland are going to be well pissed off because they're going to have to pay more taxes and higher rate of VAT and pay more for their goods. And what happens when it comes to GP service? The NHS is a far better model than the HSE. Are they going to have to start paying for health service? They're not going to want to do that. Or are we suddenly not going to be paying for health service? We couldn't afford that. So there's so many questions and so many facets to this that it's just so complicated. You've got to really think about it before you say yes. So I, it's a nice romantic view, isn't it? Yeah, that we've become a united Ireland. But we've been so long, you know, as two countries essentially, geographically not, but two countries essentially, that it'll make it difficult to go back and it will take time. If we voted yes tomorrow, for example, it would have to be implemented over a 10-year period with things slowly changing. So I want to know how you would feel about it. If you were given the opportunity, and I don't know if you will or not, by the way, under the Good Friday Agreement, you may not be, although maybe you, you might have to be, given, the good, given an opportunity to vote on having a vote, if you know what I mean. Um, would you vote yes in favour of a united Ireland? I'd like to know. The number is 87 188 Now, Interestingly enough, I did do a poll on Twitter and I asked that very question if you were given the opportunity to vote on a United Ireland, how would you vote? And I was surprised that only 49% of people said yes. Uh, 36% said no and 15% weren't sure. So I want to take a little vote on this now. I want you to text a WhatsApp. The number is 087 188 0008. Do you actually want a United Ireland? Or is it fine the way it is? Let's be clear. There's no trouble up there at the moment. Uh, the trouble's all ended, thanks to the Good Friday Agreement and the agreement with Bertie Herrn and everybody. I'm sure even Bill Clinton was involved in that. There were so many people involved in that. But look, thankfully there's peace. Um, there is still segregation in the North. There still is animosity between Catholics and Protestants, and Unionists and Loyalists and Republicans. There is, still is segregation, to some degree, but nowhere close to where it was twenty years ago. And hopefully, in another generation, that will slowly fade away. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. Would you be in favour of a United Ireland? Yes, you would, or no, you wouldn't. Let me know what you think. Let me go to Morris. Morris, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How you do you Morris? Afternoon, Night. How are you doing? Morris, you know, it's a complicated situation. Um, would you allow the UK, for example, to negotiate trade deals without having to worry about the reaction of the people in Northern Ireland? I mean, yeah. it's a difficult situation from a financial point of view and a political point of view.
2: Yeah, it's amazing the way it's, it's, it's come out now. And I watched, uh, actually, I heard a very funny story, yeah. Niall, about a guy that went into Newry to vote, yeah? Yeah. And he's a truck driver, and he delivers up and down north and south. You know, and he went in; he was going into uh, nearly to vote for obviously <laughs> Sinn Fein or whatever. And he, there was two RUC officers there, and he handed one of them a white envelope. Ah, uh, the away. days of
0: the RUC officer are long
2: gone. Now listen to it. Well, PSO, right? Yeah. Well, you, you. <laughs> well, who who stopped you? The fellow with the gun was he PSO or? RUC? Oh, that was a long time ago. That was the RUC. Yeah, yeah that was the RUC. Yeah, yeah. That was a
0: long time anyway, ago. Anyway,
2: sometimes yeah. the name sticks. But anyway. Um, he, he gave him a white envelope and he, he, he walked past him and the other man says, what's this for? He said, that's your application for the Garda Shiakana. <laughs> 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 so there you go. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, um, yeah look, I, I, when I was talking to one of your researchers, when I texted him, I said it was a united country before it was partitioned. You know? And I said, if you wanted to go back and talk about politics, which is a bad thing for a Norwich man to do, two things you're taught not to talk about anytime is religion. politics. Well, there are two things that you
0: don't talk about in Northern Ireland, by the way. Exactly. Or here,
2: by the way, in the pub especially, because you can argue all nice. But Michael Collins said it when he got that deal in England. He said, I've just signed my own death warrant. Mm -hmm. You know? So, it's... it's, All I'm saying is, I saw a vote over the last couple of days where the democratic right of the people said, we want this road to go down for us for the future. We want to see what can be done. We, We want change. We want things to change for the better for everybody but one there there one is
0: there is also if we think about the future and the young people of Northern Ireland right yeah. when, when you look at the vote for example over the weekend and you see mm. that the alliance did quite well actually they doubled they their vote since 2017 that goes to show you that many people in Northern Ireland are disinterested in both either Sinn Féin or the DUP for that matter and, and they, they consider themselves not to be British or not to be Irish in some sense but yeah. to be Northern Irish if you well, do you understand enough, what I'm saying, so you don't yeah, just have Irish yeah, and British yeah. anymore, you have Northern Irish people. Northern, now. Northern. Yeah. yeah.
2: And funny enough, the biggest uptake of Irish passports now is coming from the north yeah. because when you're born in the north of Ireland, you're given the right to have either a British or a pa- an Irish passport. Mm-hmm. But because Britain is not in the EU anymore, have a guess who's taking up the biggest amount of Irish
0: passports in the north? The loyalists. Yeah, well, I think I think by the way, in Northern Ireland is quite unique in the sense that you're allowed to have both you can exactly. actually you can actually have yeah. dual citizenship but to actually take it mm-hmm.
2: for the sake of that you want to find it easier to travel around Europe like you've seen the story in Spain well they, they say the I was early. only
0: reading about this last night the Irish passport yeah. is 7th in the world when it comes to acceptance we have yeah. a very valuable passport even we're actually more valuable than America the Japanese by the way surprisingly enough have the most valuable passport in the world for some reason yeah um, obviously, because of the low crime rate there as mm-hmm. well. But in, in saying that, I think uh, the Irish passport, I mean, we're trust, trusted as Irish people.
2: Yeah. One of the things I think we should look at as well, if West Germany could incorporate East Germany and take the hit on that, which was 20 times bigger than the problem we're looking at, you know, I don't want to. I, I don't know where economically whether. You know what I mean?
0: No, but I don't know economically whether it was. And obviously, West Germany would have had a better economy than East Germany, right? But in saying that, I don't know whether t- they took on the same problem because. If we take on Northern Ireland, you know, I mean, in the long run, it could be financially beneficial for the country. I mean, if you go, yeah. if, you, if you move forward a good bit in time. But yeah. realistically, if we take it on now, we've got a lot of problems. Because firstly, we've got to pay for a health service. Because the people of Northern Ireland yeah. are not going to suddenly start paying for GPs or health service because we don't, they don't pay for that at the moment.
2: Yeah. And look, at the end of the day, when, when, when Collins had to sign that treaty over in London, he was told, if you just don't accept this deal, we'll annihilate us. There'll be war and you'll, you, there'll be none of you left. There'll be no Irish. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was told. So, you know, he said, I have to take the deal that I had. He signed his own death warrant. He was killed after that. What I'd say to you is no drop of blood. Them 3,000 people that died up there want this country to be at peace. And whatever way is the best way of going about it, it's for probably- well, well, a- this. You know. This is the burning well,
0: question. What is the yeah. best way of going about it?
2: Did you ever think you'd see a generation of kids growing up in the north of Ireland that didn't know what it is to see the troubles of violence? Oh, well, and great, they're there it? now. Yeah, absolutely. They're there now. Well, they're the, brilliant? They're the they're Northern
0: Irish children. Okay. For
2: everybody going forward. Well, you know your point you made about the alliance?
0: Yep. Yeah? People
2: are sick of Sinn Féin and the DUP and the loyalists being at each other's throats. So they want to go down another route now. No, and I,
0: I completely agree with you. And not only that, yeah, when, you but t- when you when you see there's a poor turnout for the election as well, which it was a poor turnout uh, for the yeah. election, I mean, that just goes to show you as well that people are kind of... And I, by the way, I think if there was a general election here tomorrow, there'd be a pretty poor turnout, because there's a lot of people I've spoken to and they, they said they couldn't be bothered voting, which I think is really sad.
2: And I'll tell you, boy, one one article in the paper that upset me over the weekend, and Mr. Varadkar was involved in it, and he, he wrote in the article, I will stay in power to keep
0: Sinn Féin out. So
2: he's going to... Well, my, my the Leo
0: Varga really can't be saying something like that when he barely scraped in himself, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, fifth count. Fifth, fifth count. count, yeah. There you go. So i will just go to show you, he's not putting the interest of the people or the country at uh, front, I'll stay in to keep them out. You know, he knows nothing about our history as far as I'm aware because he, he doesn't discuss it with anybody. He goes off, oh, I'm being attacked on Twitter, I better get off. You know? Okay, we'll, we'll
0: say there. So, Maurice, so the burning question, Morris: if there was a vote tomorrow, theoretically, on a the United Ireland,
2: And the people of the North wanted it. I'd vote for what the people want. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Lisa as well. Lisa, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Lisa?
1: Hi, you? How are
0: you doing? Lisa, how would you vote?
1: Oh, yes, 100% yes. And I am aware that there is a lot of complications. One, it would involve a lot of compromise. I've had several discussions recently. We've talked about it. Like, say, for example, their Orange March parades. We'd have to negotiate with all that to include them into our country, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I would vote... yes, because you'd remember it a lot better than me, now. I'm in my 30s. But um, the troubles up the north, the Irish government abandoned those people up there, those nationalist Irish people that were horrors that went on. And if they thought for a second now we're just going to abandon them permanently, I think it's a sad thought, to be honest. I
0: And I do agree with you, but my thinking on it as well is when you look at, say, 50%, and it is split down the middle, 50% of the population want to be British, 50% want to be Irish. Well, maybe actually, I'd, I'd probably say that 35% want to be British, 35% want to be Irish, and 35 are probably, the rest want to be Northern Irish. Okay, mm. so... But realistically, you can't just turn around to somebody who's a unionist up there or loyalist and turn around and say, uh, listen, I'm sorry, as and from next week, you're Irish now, whether you're, you're living in Ireland, whether you like it or not, you know, and, and that, that's oh, a bit yes. difficult to do to them as well.
1: I know, but isn't it in the Good Friday Agreement that if the Northern Ireland Secretary believes it's time to have a border poll, we have the border poll.
3: Mm-hmm. And like
1: what the Good Friday Agreement is, was they vote in the North, we vote in the Republic. If we vote yes and they vote yes, that's the trigger to start the process. Yeah. So it would be the dem- democratic process. We wouldn't be just saying, oh, well, now you're part of Ireland.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. well, look, we, I don't think we'd get an opportunity to, to vote in the United Ireland. we get an opportunity to vote as to whether we would like to have a, a border poll, as you rightly said.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yeah. sorry, apologies. But the yeah. people in the north would vote. They would decide. You know what I mean? It's not Ultimately. Like, it's, well, it's their faith, have,
0: isn't it? It's not ours, yeah. really.
1: Well, well it, is, uh, it
0: is ours to some degree because it obviously affects our economy apart from anything else.
1: Yeah. I just think I suppose in the, in the, it'd be the right thing and also like we would be willing to compromise the Irish people on certain things like the National Anthem we'd have to have the two of them and things if we wanted it there would be a level of compromise And where, would the,
0: where would the country be run from? Belfast? Dublin?
1: Dublin, but I kind of thought if it was to start off, you'd still have Stormont and still at Dublin because it wouldn't just happen overnight; it'd be a transition. And think the systems are so different up the north to the Republic. You'd need to keep Stormont up there. Well that's if they'd actually get together for one. So I think mm. the big change in the vote up there is they want uh, like. Champagne didn't gain seats; it's just the DUP lost seats. No, absolutely. To, well, to, well, and they uh, the lost
0: a the, lot of seats to the Alliance Party as well. Yeah,
1: exactly, because they don't, they're they sick of listening to them all fighting all the time because... Well, they're fighting. I mean, they've only
0: started and they're fighting again. You know yeah, what I mean? I don't think there's going to be an executive again now.
1: No, but the thing is, the protocol, this thing that Jeffrey Johnson's on about, the people of Northern Ireland do not care about... It. Like, my hairdresser's Northern Irish, and I was talking to her on Friday, everyone talked about the election, and she was saying, my family and friends up there, they see it as the best to vote, worlds. he's talking about something we do not care about. Mm. So, it's that's the sad part. They're sick of listening to it. They want a government that actually does what we need to do. You know, our government trying to help us with the cost of living, etc, etc. That's what they want. Mm. And they, I, they'd get that with Ireland. They'd have a better deal in Ireland as the Irish government, my personal opinion. I know we're not perfect. I know there's problems. But it'd be a lot better than what they have now.
0: Hey, look, you know, even if it was a yes vote and we decided to have a united Ireland, it's not going to happen in a day. It's not going to happen in a year. It's not going to happen in five years. It would take ten years to slowly change everything. Because the biggest problem you have in Northern Ireland is unemployment. Now, most of them that most people are not recognized as unemployment because the unemployment rate is actually quite low most people would be on disability because of the troubles and postnatal depression and all that kind of, or not postnatal depression, sorry. Um, I was I was thinking something really different. But they're suffering from depression after the troubles. A lot of people are.
1: I didn't know that, Niall. If oh long. yeah. yeah. There's a lot, a lot a lot of people
0: are, are claiming welfare payments, post-traumatic stress is what I actually meant mm. to say. Yeah. Uh, not postnatal depression, sorry. <laughs> Do <laughs> apologise? I was talking about that on Friday. That's why I got confused. But, but in saying that, so there are so many people up there on disability payments, so many people on a social welfare payment and the rest of the people that are working, a large percentage of them work for the UK government. So -hmm. they work for the state. So are the Irish government willing to take them on? Not probably all of them. So you've got a huge problem of employment in the North Mm -hmm. and that's always been a problem so yeah. I mean I don't know how we're going to solve that then we've got the problem with the NHS versus the HSE the yeah, NHS is, yeah. is such a superior model a uh, much superior model to the HSE I'm sorry to have it to say is, that yeah. I, I know yeah. because I live four days a week in the north so I know exactly mm-hmm. how good it is you're in oh yeah
1: my, my my partner's English so yeah I had to explain to him when he moved over here when I dragged him back to Ireland about getting health insurance and stuff,
0: oh yeah. So yeah look when you walk in when I, I've been in the Ulster Hospital a couple of times and you go in you're in and out in an hour you know what I mean I mean there's none of this nine hours, twelve hours carry on that you would be down here you know, and apart from anything else, you know, if you need drugs, your GP consultation is free, you get your yeah, drugs for free. free. So yeah. are you going to turn around to the people in Northern Ireland and say, well, I'm sorry, is it going to have to pay now? No. It might be the push up the government. <laughs>
1: our government need to actually fix up our healthcare system now. It could be an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: we, we couldn't afford to do it for free. That's the problem. Yeah, so exactly. I, I think, you know, and apart from anything else, get the UK government subsidising Northern Ireland to the tune of somewhere between 10 and 15 billion per year. We're going to have to come up with that money.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, the only way it would be the long term is if they did reunify reun- with us. The, you know, the the, the big perks. to say all the big companies that are in Ireland. That it would spread to the north and unemployment would ease that way. Maybe. Of I course, yeah, yeah,
0: that's, that's a possibility. I'm not an
1: economist now or anything like that. No, no, no
0: there is a possibility, absolutely, that it could benefit us in the, in the in the long term. But I think in the short term. You know, I mean, there was a recent study that suggested Irish unification could boost the All-Ireland GDP.
1: Oh, I think it would too. Yeah, to
0: 35, point mm. bi- or 35 billion.
1: Yeah, but so, it just leaves... The, the, one thing I'll say about our current government, and they need to realise, because the amount of people I've seen talking about this specific subject are starting to get annoyed. Why aren't our government even saying, well, what would we do? As in, they're ignoring it, it's like they've given up on it. And I not, I'm not a Sinn Féin person, I would never vote for them. But if they don't start talking about this, all that other problems I wouldn't vote for them at the moment where everything's going on. But they need to start to say, hang on, let's try and look at it, because I've heard so many people talk about it recently.
0: Yeah, okay. so so you would vote for a poll tomorrow, absolutely. 100%
1: 100% vote for a poll yeah. but I but Personally now again I don't think they should start doing it right now I think they need to let this adjust and maybe get the executive up and going focus on some of the problems up there and then when the next elections come along if it's still the same situation then push for a border poll okay. like, I think right now you might scare the crap out of them if I'm being honest Absolutely. You know,
0: just, do, you th- do you think we'll have a 32 county Ireland in your lifetime in my lifetime? Well, maybe um, in your lifetime more so yeah, than mine. In my mid-30s, yeah,
1: I do. I, I 100% believe I'll see be it. Okay. Well, that could be me being uh, an optimistic Optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I would love to think I'd see it, yeah.
0: Okay, listen, thank you, Lisa. There you go. Lisa said she would absolutely vote yes, and she would certainly vote yes to have a border poll. Uh, and that would be the question that would be asked your, uh, because the Good Friday Agreement doesn't necessarily mean you have a right to vote, by the way, on whether Northern Ireland becomes part of Ireland, but you do have a right to vote on whether there should be a vote in the first place. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me look, at some of your WhatsApp messages, by the way, they're coming in here as well at the
4: moment. Noel, how are you doing? To make the taxi man, Noel, do you know it's it's a funny one. It's, it's hard to know what yes or no. You know, you'd love to see United Ireland. You'd love to see um, the 32 counties as 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 the air. You know, but uh, we're after learning how to live with the, the divide. Uh, we're after living since what 1998 was the peace process, and uh, since then so Bill, Bill Clinton and John Hume and I think Bono stuck his head in, but uh, we're, we're living in peaceful times, you know. I don't see the harm, and but a lot of people will say, yeah, the 32 counties, it'd be nice to see it, uh, a rule, you know. But um, Sinn Féin will be the dominant party in the north, and if there's an election down here, well, then effectively they'd be in charge of a 32 county Ireland, which would be nice to see. But uh, as you said, the financial side of it, you know, will the, will the people of the north want to join? The Irish will be going the Euros will it's, you know, you've to change the court systems, you have to have uh all the social welfare system changed, justice ministers and all that kind of stuff, you know. It's it's, it's a really, really hard one, but I'd love to see it but you know, Daniel O'Connell for home rule. So it's going on since then. It's not only the nineteen sixteen you know, it's it's Daniel like, you know, O'Connell, you know, it's but uh mm-hmm. it's, I'm I'm confused about it but it's a hard one to call Noel but If you ask me, yeah or no, I would say yeah. I'd love to see it. But would it happen? I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Yeah, there you go. Would it happen? Well, by the way, I mentioned, actually, I was reading some of the UK papers about the election over the weekend in Northern Ireland and looking at Sky News and BBC. It's strange the way they still refer to Sinn Féin as the political wing of the IRA. You don't see that, of course, in Irish media. We very rarely would ever use that term. But it's odd to see that they're still hanging on to that, you know, some 25, 30 years later
2: sir Noel, i'm sorry but i have to pick you up on that you said the alliance party doubled their vote because people are disinterested in sinn fein and 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 the whatever the status quo the fact of the matter is the alliance party doubled their vote because people are sick of their unionists and they're sick of the dup that's what that was sinn fein
0: got more votes than anybody so you can't be saying people are disinterested in them so say it right will you please I'm saying they're. They, I'm saying they feel disenfranchised. Is what I'm saying. In other words, people are sick to death of the constant arguments and the constant fact they have no executive. That is what people are sick of. They're sick of the fact that the DUP and Sinn Fein can't seem to get their act together, and never the two will get together and sort out something. I even join for it. Look, I mean, you've got in many countries in the world in America you've got the Democrats you've got the Republicans in Ireland well we used to have uh, opposition parties in this country we don't really anymore but in saying that there are many countries in the world that have two parties that can think completely different but they can get together and form a government but unfortunately in Northern Ireland that doesn't seem to be possible and it's usually over something stupid uh, the numbers is 87 uh, 188 Getting away from that, would you vote to have a border poll or vote for uh, United Ireland? Theoretically. Uh, the number's 87 travel zero eight. Malachy Steenson has been on the show many times and a self-confessed Republican uh, joins me. Malachy, uh, this must be a good day for you, is it?
5: Well, I, I don't see how how it would be, Niall, when the situation we have today now is that a party which previously came to be Republican is now um, going home to, to be Britain's first minister in the North of Ireland, mm-hmm. I don't see that as progress, from a Republican's perspective. Well,
0: well, a well, well, perspective. Well, 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 it is progress because it puts them in a position of power. And to be in a position of power, I mean, if, as you know, as well as I do, Sinn Féin for a long time, have been looking and seeking a united Ireland or Irish unif- reunification. I,
5: no, don't be, don't be so naive. Provisionals dropped any pretense at wanting, wanting to have either a united Ireland or a British withdrawal from this country a long time ago. And the very acceptance of the Good Friday Agreement enshrines that into law. Where they well, the, accept- to the acceptance of the Good
0: Russia. Friday Agreement was in, in everybody's, I suppose for everybody's sake, because nobody wanted to see a continuation of the weapon of the gun. That's two totally
5: different arguments, Noel. The ending of the war and um, the acceptance of your enemy's terms, the disarming of your, your um, army and to complete surrender are two different
0: things. Okay, well and, getting getting back to and you, it's, United it's Ireland.
5: It's not necessarily nice to have the two. One can have one without the other. If they believed that the war was going nowhere, and if they believed that the war should have ended, well then they had a moral duty to end that war a long time before nineteen
0: ninety eight. Okay, in relation and, to in relation to the Irish reunification itself or thirty two county Ireland, right? I mean do you actually believe at this point, because so much time has passed now. Do you believe it's possible without a massive amount of complications?
5: Well, firstly, yes I do. But do I believe it's possible under what now manifests itself as politics? And no. Do I believe it will be achieved in my lifetime? No. And because when you, people talk about, and even in your intro, when you were talking about United Ireland, people seem to think, that the United States of Ireland is simply attaching the North onto this chip or attaching this chip onto the North. Both of them, both states, are totally dysfunctional. They're run for the benefit of a very small minority in this country. We have now seen, and you know, but, but Martin, in, reality, in reality now the Sinn Féin vote didn't really change, right? There's still the same gap between nationalists and unionists. All that happened was DUP votes transferred for the short term, I would suggest... To the
0: Alliance to the Liberals, Party. To the Alliance Party, who are unionists. No, no, I'm well aware the of the majority of be unions. I'm well aware of that. But what I'm saying is, and I had said earlier on, and that somebody took issue with the fact that I believe that people in the North are fed up. They're fed up with this constant bickering all the time. And you've got a new generation, like, a new generation of people, Malachy, who consider themselves not really to be British, not really to be Irish either, to some degree, and consider themselves Northern Irish.
5: And, well, I'll even go further than that. In both states, you have a section of society now who has no belief or support for the political system. They don't see it doing anything for us. I mean, there is very little point in having a government in Leinster House when everything that Europe dictates, they follow. Likewise, you know, in the north, they want to be in the EU. They don't want to be in the EU. They want to accept the democratic vote when it suits them. People have happen if...
4: The referendum
5: for a border, on a border poll is rejected, which I would predict, predict that it will be, because, not alone in the north, where you have a unionist majority, but in the south where people don't, and they've shown this since 1922 in fact, that they don't give a damn about the north. they would rather it was just chopped off and sailed off into the sea.
0: Well so, well so I I absolutely and there is a large percentage because I put it up on Twitter yes I put a poll up on Twitter and I was surprised to see that only 46% of people voted or said they would vote yes the rest said 36% said no and I think 16 or 20% or whatever it was said said uh, they didn't they had no clue and by the way in relation to and I want to come back to this argument that was made to me on WhatsApp saying that I was incorrect and in saying that you know I'm I'm looking it up here and the Alliance Party was founded in 1970 from the New Ulster movement the Alliance Party originally represented moderate and non-sectarian unionism. However, over time, particularly in the 1990s, it moved towards neutrality on the union and has come now to represent a wider liberal and non-sectarian Look, uh, When, when Oliver Napier and that uh,
5: people were, were setting her up and running it in the beginning, it was a soft unionist. It was the Greens
0: well, 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 that's what I'm saying. It is people who don't really have any political leanings tend to vote for the Alliance Party. So, well, so, no, so, in other words, it, oh, it is Maliki because I know people up north who have voted for the Alliance Party yes, who I have no know, political the people, leanings.
5: The people who voted for them this time just lent it their
0: vote. What you telling me they voted for them to spoil their vote? <laughs> or, or, no,
5: they lent it them. They voted for them this time because they didn't... Well, they've
0: doubled their vote. That tells you something, doesn't it? You but
5: know it, what I mean? You know, of course, but that was predictable. Because people... We're going to leave the DUP. And in, in all reality, it was the SDLP who lost most seats
0: to, the, to, to them. You okay, know, well, okay getting back to the Good Friday meeting. for clarification in relation to this, because people seem somewhat confused in relation to would we be allowed to vote or not, uh, the only thing we would be allowed to vote on is the fact that we should have a vote in the first place, in other words, on a border poll. So we wouldn't get to vote on whether there would be a United Ireland. I'm assuming... No, well, I don't
5: think, that, no, no, I, I don't think that that's what the Sinn Féin proposal is. Two proposal is that it's an all Ireland vote, and there's other. Well, that would be completely
0: unfair, wouldn't it?
5: Well, hold on. There are other people who are campaigning for the same thing. But as it stands under the GFA GFA agreement, the Secretary of State has to be satisfied that there's a real possibility that the. Um,
0: that there's an appetite, pass, yes.
5: Right, as it currently stands, there is not. The figures don't give you that, right?
0: Well I, I don't well I don't know about. I'm hearing the conversation happening more and more and particularly since the election over the weekend. I'm hearing the conversation quite a lot. Well look at the figures now. So well I mean the last time that official figures were done from what I remember I remember the Belfast Telegraph uh, did a huge poll in relation to it and it was split down the middle. It was like 51%, 49%. Uh, well you can have all the opinion polls
5: you want. We had an opinion poll last Thursday
0: which gave
5: a majority unionist vote. But and that didn't change. And it hasn't
0: changed in decades. And, and this comes back to, although you want a united Ireland, Malachy, and many people do want a united Ireland, would it be fair on unionists living in Northern Ireland or people who consider themselves to be British to be told, suddenly you're living in Ireland, not Great Britain anymore?
5: Well, it's fair on the rest of us on the island whose who people went out in 1916 who created this republic. Well, that's and what I'm
0: saying. Well, then, there's no, then you're in a no-win situation if you start. Keep, we, we keep never, thinking like this. This
5: country was never partitioned before
0: 1922. Okay, right? but, but, but Malachi, I can't go into too much detail it, but stay there, just stay there for a second because I don't have that much time during the day. Uh, maybe we'll come back to it again at night sometime. Malachy, stay with me. Stephen, you're in Ireland's classic. of you, hey Stephen?
6: yeah, uh, how are you, Neil?
0: Good. Would you um, vote yes or no?
6: Um, at the minute, I would vote no.
0: Okay. Uh, um, if I, why? And I live
6: in, the, uh, in Ireland and uh, I've lived here for donkeys years and local place but... For me, if the people in Northern Ireland, Republican or Unionist, it's their vote to join Ireland, not our vote. Vote for them to ready. join Ireland. And they can make if they decide to join, well, then it's voluntary. And the, the nays have to come in line
1: All with right, the,
6: the yes. But, but, but if they vote no... Then we put it off for another five years until the climate changes in the north, until they all want to join Ireland. I would say the major problem is that Ireland is no utopia. It's one of the most expensive countries in the world with a completely dysfunctional um, health system um, and we can't, we can't even afford look after ourselves never mind take on um, another 1.7 another million one people and a half
0: million, yeah. if you do what I mean who, who, by the way 1.5 million people who, have, who are now used to getting free health service who are now oh, used I'm- to having cheaper goods who are used to paying less tax so, I mean, unless we're going to turn around and tell every single one of them, I'm sorry, your life is going to become more expensive, um, I don't think that's going to happen. And we couldn't afford to have a free healthcare system in Ireland currently at the moment. Well, so oh, they'll tell us anyway, that we couldn't afford it. And But you're right, the HSC is, or the NHS is far superior to the HSC. So, I mean, we, there is a huge problem that it could take 10 years for a transition. Oh. But But going back to what you said, that only the people of Northern Ireland should be allowed to vote. In saying that, Malachy's argument and many people's argument is, well, no, we should all be able to vote because it affects everybody on the island.
6: Well, if they vote and say yes, then the rest of Ireland should vote to say, do we accept them? Because if we force a group of people who do not want to enter into something, we are then saying to them, sorry... You, you actually literally have no choice. And I do think that they, they'll take up arms. And I, they will, we, we will have um, guns and bombs in the streets again.
0: Which I tell you what, it'd be fierce and embarrassing if they voted yes, and then we had a vote to, to, as to whether we wanted to accept it or not, we said no. That'd oh, be, I know. That'd be fierce and embarrassing, and that would cause civil war.
6: Oh, I know. I'd, I'd, you know, it's such a hard conundrum, but I do really think that a, instead of banging at the wall all the time and saying we want this, we want this, is actually sitting down and saying like how can we improve our system? Like even our private hospitals here are not that efficient really. They're more efficient but they're not that efficient. Hugely understaffed as well and it's getting those sort of things. My major thing was if you had your health, the health services Sorted. Health service sorted. No private, no paying. Um, okay, and okay.
0: I'm, I'm, yeah. running, I'm running out of time, Stephen. Maliki, just before I go into the break, if yeah. you can make it very brief, but Stephen has mentioned that he believes that if you had a situation where, of course, they voted yes in the north and we said no, we didn't want to accept it yet, or we weren't ready for it yet, that you would be on the way to bombs on the streets in civil war again.
5: Well, I I don't accept that, but it seems to be okay then in 1922 to have forced nationalists who didn't want to be part of the United Kingdom. We're not living in
0: 1922, we're living in 2022.
5: But just because something lasts for 100 years doesn't make it right now.
0: No, but you can't can't keep looking back in time, Malik. You can't.
5: you, You accept that the majority of the people on the island in this nation have the right to determine its future, or you don't. I don't believe that the unionists should have been given a veto, ever. I don't believe that that veto should have been accepted in the Good Friday Agreement. I think that totally destroys any concept
0: of, of national sovereignty. But well, it happened. And what I want. But I, you, can't, I you can't keep complaining about things that have happened, Maliki, because they've already happened. You can't change
5: if, them. If, if, I, I, of course I can. And I'm entitled to have a political position which is in line with the Irish Republic. And what I would want to see, and, you know, this thing of saying, for instance, um, you have a better end hate your up there and the health system down here is crap. We, should be a, we shouldn't be allowing a system in this country where we have a dysfunctional health system, one of the most, which is presided over by the highest-paid civil servants in the world. And it's totally, you know, you wouldn't get it in
0: a third-world country. And certainly at some times you would be absolutely right Listen, I have to go into a break the number is 087-188-008 nobody wants to see bombs on the streets As so somebody with text here uh, no, and I completely agree with Stephen uh, I think if you do have a United Ireland vote and it was voted for uh, the Unionist and Loyalist wouldn't be too pleased you will have bombs in the streets and it will be returned to violence some of your comments coming in I think a United Ireland is the way to go plus we probably have a good football team as well then yeah. they used to be deadly before that look at the rugby team No, only that. I just think we should be one again. Don't be minding the English. Get them out. Come on, Ireland. He's more about the football team. Uh, somebody says in the text, at the time of open borders, mass uh, migration and globalism, Irish reunification is a meaning, uh, meaningless aphorism exploited by scheming politicians to get Republican votes. How can we have Irish reunification when the Irish are second-class citizens of their own country? Think about it. We're being bribed by, the, uh, by Irish reunification by politicians who don't believe in national sovereignty. Let me go to Brian. Brian, you're in Ireland's Classic hits. Hey, you, Brian. I Neil,
3: mean, not too bad at all.
0: Good, Brian. I mean, what what do you think of the idea of a United Ireland? I, I mean, if theoretically, if you could vote for it tomorrow, would you would you vote yes or no?
3: Well, I'd be in favour of a 32-county Ireland, but um, I don't think it'll happen at the moment because of the political situation up there at the moment. I mean, when the Good Friday Agreement brought into the hand system, it was probably a good idea at the time, but it's, it's past the sell-by date now. Unless you can get... Uh, Sinn Féin with the Alliance Party in some sort of a coalition, or the DUP with the Alliance in some form of a coalition, and get back to real politics and get this nationalist, uh, unionist kind of thing over and let them govern. I mean, they, they go into the, the Assembly and they don't go to work and they get paid. I, mean, I know, I mean, it's, I it's, mean it's look, look,
0: we all know they had three years at one stage
3: where there was no Assembly. Three yeah, years. But, but if you've got a, a proper system where you could form coalitions, within the assembly, you get back to some kind of normal politics. And then we could be talking about a united Ireland. At the moment, a united Ireland won't happen because of the hunt system that's up there. We have to get rid of the hunt and get back to normal politics, for lack of a better word, where you can form coalitions between different parties. Right, they might have different views on different things. But, I mean, we have coalitions down here for, what, the last 15, 20 years, it might not be great, but I mean, it's well, in, well, in fairness,
0: government. I mean, the, in the last election, sure, it took us nearly six months to
3: form a government down here, for God's sake. And that's because Michal Map wanted to become tea shopped, mm. and he didn't have enough votes. I mean, that's the only reason. Well, why and it, was, well it was coalition. also because
0: they wouldn't form a coalition again, which in vain.
3: Yes, but I mean, the, 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 that's the same, It's exactly the same issue, isn't it? No, it's not because I mean, in the north, I mean, well, it is, same, with, well no, yeah, it is yeah, the same. Well, no, it is the same issue. With, you had well, Martin funny.
0: on the radio there this morning suggesting, you know, they need to get their, their you know, their finger out up there and form uh, an executive, right? An assembly. And yet, Micheál Martin and the Irish government did exactly the same thing two years ago when they couldn't form a government in Ireland because they wouldn't share power with Sinn Féin. But they did form
3: a coalition at, the, at in the end of it. Oh, well,
0: in the end of I mean, there, there, there was... They didn't want to work well, with
3: them. Yeah, but I mean, the Greens came on board because they could see like that they get up policies may be true or whatever. Well yeah Um, we all seen what happened there didn't we? (laughs) Yeah well I mean they're they're more interested I mean the planet will be here after we're gone. I mean we shouldn't be talking about saving the planet we should be talking about saving people. I couldn't
0: agree with with you more Brian but getting back to Northern Ireland apart from the political aspect of it there are a lot of financial complications in relation to Ireland being one, 32-county Ireland. There are massive complications financially for it. I mean, and what way we work that out. That could take a decade.
3: Yeah, and that's the reason why we should be going into some kind of normal politics with, with coalitions up there. And then it, w- it would evolve over a period of time whether Northern Ireland would stay as Northern Ireland as kind of some kind of independent separate state entity or something. Yeah, yeah, separate entity or whatever. I mean, well, Scotland, well, would that
0: would that be a good start to it then for Northern Ireland to be independent, an independent country of its own, so to speak?
3: Well, I mean, you look at Scotland and you look at Wales; they are able to govern their little parts of the country that they have. Mm-hmm. In Northern Ireland, they're not able to do anything because you've got well, they, the union on well, well, one side and Sinn Féin on the other side. And well, they well, well, yeah, but well, they so do
0: rely on England quite a lot on the United Kingdom government because, of course, they can't afford it. They
3: yeah, can't afford I mean, the
0: six counties.
3: The Scottish get money from the British government. The Wales get money from the British government. Not to the, extent, not to
0: the extent per head of population, which is €5,000 yeah, per day per person.
3: But they can't spend it in Northern Ireland because they haven't got an assembly. But Jeff, we can pay their salaries, no problem. I mean, if they were told after uh, two months, if you haven't formed a coalition, you're all over the job and you're not getting paid. Because we could have the same thing happening. The, the assembly could be there for the next three years. And nobody, and they'll be all getting paid and nothing will be done. And they can't go the place then because they haven't got an executive. But if we got rid the hand system, we would get some sort of start in the executive. Oh, right. not, a, not
0: a bad idea. I said that the last time when they had the last three-year break where they were all getting paid, they should have been all booted out on the on their rear. And by the way, the suggestion that they may have been booted out in the air brought them back together very quickly, by the way. So we all saw that happen.
3: But it took them three years to do it. and then Absolutely. When they went back but it was in, only but
0: well, they only got back together. For the, but they only got it together eventually because of the threat. They were all going to get booted out.
3: Yeah. And then when they went back in, they found some other reason then to... Um, bring down the executive again and I mean before the election there was no executive
0: OK well listen I have to go a break Brian thank you very much indeed uh, Brian believes it could take a lot of time uh, generally speaking our poll by the way today um, it looks like uh, the majority of people are saying no surprisingly enough I'm looking at 46% of people saying yes roughly which is more or less the same as what we had on Twitter
3: Real people Real opinions Real talk radio The multi-award winning Niall
1: Boylan Show I-